0: Welcome to Brews Rock. We're Chuck Mountain, a band nestled in the beautiful beer country of North Carolina.
1: Each week, we pick brewers' minds about their brewing philosophy and pick up tricks to bring new life to your home brew.
2: we played at countless breweries and decided it was about time to learn how to craft our own. Bruise rock fans we're back with another episode that's guaranteed to quench your thirst for knowledge about the craft beer industry today we're thrilled to have a very special guest with us that's right
1: Bo. we're joined by lashonda Petit, the tap room manager at little brother barrel and bottle and Graham and cellarman at joymongers brewing she's been making waves in the industry with her inspiring story and passion for beer
0: lashonda's journey into the beer world has been one of the most inspiring we've heard on this show she left her previous job to take a chance on the industry, and she's been thriving ever since. Absolutely,
2: Sami. and what's even more impressive is how Lashonda's been using her platform to create change in the industry.
1: Lashonda's turning point came at the New Belgium Mixer when she saw someone wearing a shirt that said, Black Girls Drink Beer Too, it inspired her to grow her network and get more involved in the industry.
0: Lashonda quickly became the tapper manager of Little Brother and Graham and got involved with Pink Boot Society. Which helps women in the beer industry. Under her leadership, the local chapter grew significantly, and she was recently welcomed to the national board.
2: Introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with who you are and what you do.
3: So my name is La Shonda Petit. I am Black Beer Mom on Instagram. I do a lot in the craft beer space for women of color, women period. Winning a lot of scholarships, taking it one beer at a time.
2: <laughs> well, how did you get into like brewing in the first place? So was it like working in breweries or?
3: So it just kind of started out as I was just working at a bar in my local town and they had 38 beers on draft. And I was like, you know what, I think I'll try every beer that comes in. So once I started like drinking on those beers, I got more interested in it. New Belgium used to do a mixer called, it's like a blender or something they would do every year. And they would have one in Durham, Greensboro, and in Winston-Salem. And it was like free to anybody that was like of the service industry. And a girl named Eugenia Brown walked past me and her shirt said, black girls drink beer too. And I was like, duh, what is that supposed (laughs) to mean? Like, of course black girls drink beer. And then she went into telling me a little bit more about how that there really aren't a lot of black people that drink beer, and especially not a lot of black females that drink craft beer or that are even in the industry at all doing anything with it. And it's just been like really hard to get into it. Yeah. So that's how it just initially started.
2: Did she help you get involved with brewing or like how did... No,
3: we just became like really good friends and I just started asking questions around and figuring out what I wanted to do. I left my job at East Coast Swings. I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the owner sat me down and he was kind of telling me that my performance was lacking and that I was requesting off too many days to go and do beer things. And his last sentence was, if you want to work in beer, you should go work in a brewery. And I was like, oh, You're fucking right. Which uh, (laughs) which East Coast Wings was that? I was working in Charlotte.
1: Oh, the Charlotte one. Yeah, Yeah. because
3: I had started in Burlington, moved up to the corporate training team, and then these brothers, you know, showed interest, and I was like, I'd love to come out here and work and be a manager. You know, they were paying fucking great. (laughs) And then COVID hit, and shit got real stressful, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know what, I think you're right. Right. I don't want to fucking sell your chicken wings anymore. So I left my key on the desk on a Friday night, and I never went back. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. I took three months off to myself to kind of like figure out and evaluate exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And then I looked up and got hired at Little Brother in Graham.
1: Oh, yeah. That's where we met you, correct? yeah
3: hmm And then two weeks later, they were looking for a taproom manager. A week after that, they decided that they wanted to make me their taproom manager. So that's how I really got into like the beer scene and started being able to go to conferences and Meet new people and figure out what it is that I really was looking for mm-hmm. in the industry. Cause I mean, I just, I like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I like the front of the house and I like the back of the house.
2: That's like so, us too. Like we didn't realize how involved we were with the beer scene until we started just talking to brewers and we we're like, oh, yeah, we,
1: yeah, like, we, we know all that. We do, all
2: this, all, we the do all this stuff all the time. All Like, we drink all the different styles of beers. You know,
1: we've been in and out of bars that we've worked in or not worked in. And, mm-hmm.
2: and, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so, I, I mean, we've all been service industry people. Like, you know, we still, I still bartend and bar back from time to time.
3: I know I've seen that. Y'all are where tonight at the Dart Tournament? Oh,
2: that's Thursday. Thursday. Oh,
3: Thursday. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: We did the collaboration with Little Brother. Mm-hmm. And I used to work at Freeman's, which the owner, of Jake's, used to own Freeman's, and so like, I just reached out and I was like, hey, do you want to pick up our beer? And they're like, yeah. And then I was like, do you want to do a darts tournament? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll come out and play some darts with you. When did you start brewing beer?
3: I started pretty much doing collaborations through the Pink Booth Society. So the Greensboro chapter was lacking leadership, lacking members, and they were going to close the chapter. Oh. And I had just became a member, and I was like, it's not happening. No, I got to figure out how to not have this happen. So I started talking to the people on like the national board and was like, you know, I haven't been in pink boots very long, but I don't want to see our chapter die. What can I do to make this possible? So they gave me leadership over the Greensboro chapter, and for two years I did that by myself. And I just went around and like got with people to do our collaboration brews and like going into the back of the house and seeing different things that were going on and realizing that I wanted to take a step further into brewing. So then being Barrar at Forgotten Road Ales, I was like, teach me everything, you know, without your secrets, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So I just went into the brewery with him and was hanging out and learning new things. And he pretty much trained me and prepped me to be able to do what I'm doing in the back of the house at Joy Mongers now. So I mean, like I literally went in and on the second day was able to like, Do what i needed to do like cleaning tanks transferring beers carbon beers milling in you know just simple things that like the brewer just doesn't have time to do you know they need a person that's in the back to be able to do those things
2: pink boot society like for people that don't know about it and everything it has to offer can you tell us about that
3: so it's an international organization that empowers women in the craft beer space through scholarships or anybody of non-binary interest So they just recently opened up to all fermentables. So before it used to be just beer. Now you can be beer, distillery, wine, cidery. Any of that is allowed in there now. And it's just for females because there is such a lack of female representation in the back part of breweries or just in breweries, period.
1: And do you see that across the board with like wineries and stuff or is it just the brewery scene?
3: As far as I know, it's just a brewery scene, but it may be wider than that. I really haven't experienced too much. I've experienced a little bit in cider, Mm -hmm. and I do notice that cider welcomes everybody. I went to a cider conference, and I didn't feel out of place. I could walk up to anybody and talk to them and be like, I know absolutely nothing about cider. And they're like, hey, let me tell you about my product. Sometimes it's not that easy to walk up to a brewer and start a conversation with them. That's uh, that's actually
1: really interesting because I feel like that's the same way people picture beer and cider. Like beer can be a little scary sometimes, but cider feels like just the most approachable drink
3: that you can just... It's chill. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of goes with like the people that are in it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As far as the representation in brewing, is there numbers that you know? Like what's the percentage? Because I come from the welding world and it's the same thing. And I talk to people about it all the so time. So
3: I think there's only 2 to 5% representation of color in the industry, period. So then that means that there is even a smaller amount of female color representation in the industry. There are only two black-owned breweries I know of, and I think they're both females that I know of. Don't quote me on that. But I know (laughs) that uh, Celeste owns Harlem Brewery. It's kind of out of New York, but her uh, actual like brick and mortar is gonna end up being inside of Rocky Mount. And then Rihanna from Spaceway. So both of those are the two female represented Where's Yeah, where is basically? Yeah. They're both in Rocky Mountain. Yeah, I've never met Brianna, but I've met Celeste quite a few times and every time it's just a blast with her.
2: When you go to a conference, like what do you want to get out of
3: it? Oh man. So you get to choose. There is like a list of what's going on every hour, what sessions that you want to go and see. And I mainly started my networking thing because I didn't know really much. So I was like, okay. I've heard of this person. Let me go to their thing and let me introduce myself to them. And then that's how I started making like my friends. Now I go to conferences and I actually engage in the educational portion of it because I was just like trying to like network and find out where I was going, who I needed to be talking to. Now I'm in like all the sessions and like I have notebooks on notebooks of like things that I've learned that just like blows my mind sitting there and it like, To be hungover and sit in a conference room (laughs) and still be interested means that you're like really passionate about it. Because I'll be sitting there and I'm like, God, I want to throw up on this table. (laughs) What about those hops? What did you say? (laughs) You know, like, it's like a total different feeling now that like I've gotten my vibe and kind of synced in with a lot of people that I know.
2: Yeah. What have been some of the biggest like aha moments you've had with burrowing so far?
3: not just with brewing, it's just meeting people, like people that I see on the internet. It's like, oh my God, there's such a big part in the beer industry world. And then to be at a conference and somebody walks up to you and they're, they tap me on the shoulder and they're like, you're a black beer mom. I know you from Instagram. And I'm like, but you are such a big person and you came up to me. What do you mean? You own two breweries. So how do you know me? Oh my God, stop. You're going to make me cry. Like, That's it's awesome. crazy. Yeah, so I met the... 20th master Cicerone in the world. His name is Max. And he was at the cider conference that I had won a scholarship to. And I walked up to him and I was like, fangirl. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so hot right now. You are Max. Please take a picture with me. And he's like, yeah, you're Black Bear Mom. And I was like, like, I could have passed out in the floor just to know that he knew me. And I had been like stalking his Instagram page for like days. Like, oh my God, he's here. Am I going to see him? Like, and to run into him. And for like, him hey, to know who you yeah. are. I'm
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome. Just as excited to meet you as yes. you were to meet Yes, and him. it's
3: like, I'm just a little small fish. You're a big fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's,
2: well, now what social media kind of brings out, too, and like it will blow your mind. Like, even if you don't have the most followers in the world, you can connect with people. And there's this relationship that forms, like, I watch this person's content every day. I like all of the things they post and they have no idea who I am. You have that in your
0: mind and they're like,
2: wait, no, I know you too. It's like,
0: (laughs) that's crazy. And then to see the ability for people online to create friendships Mm -hmm. and then host events and actually form real genuine connections with people who at one point were fans, but now they're friends and then they're bringing gifts and Mm -hmm. then they're receiving gifts and it's incredible.
2: Yeah. It's like the online community is just crazy. Yeah. Like every, if you find the niche and everything, like it just, that's that's the hardest thing. Because like I just the, do
1: what you did in the legwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got to find your people. Yeah. And just meet them.
2: Like, what's your favorite styles of beer that you've brewed so far?
3: I am a Saison lover. I love Saisons. And I actually was able to brew my first Saison. I won Increasing Visibility through a Casita Brews. It's a beer that they do annually to increase visibility on a female in the industry that just, like, you guys know me, but somebody across the world may not know me. And now my face will be on this beer. And then, like, I have, like, a four or five little sentences that are on the side of this beer. They literally let me create whatever I wanted to create.
0: That's incredible. It was no yeah, questions awesome. behind it.
3: It was not like oh, you know, that's not my favorite beer, so you probably should do this. No, we made what I wanted to make. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. We've always just kind of rolled the dice with the collaborations we've done because we're just like, we trust them. We like their mm-hmm. beer. We come up with funny names or just have something that we can help push a beer with. Mm-hmm. So. But what has your experience with collaboration been like?
3: Um, So all the collaborations I've done have been pretty much great. I've had one or two that I've just been like, he's not really caring about anything that we really have going on. He's kind of like just swinging it himself. But that's only been like one of two out of all the ones that I've done. Any other time the brewer comes in and he has no problem explaining everything, like little small questions that like the girls ask from the Pink Boot Society. Uh, The hospitality is great. We get to drink all the beer that we typically want to. They typically feed us lunch. We're there for like, Seven, eight hours, and we're like learning everything. We're smelling hops. We're it's like, some of them even create educational experiences out of it so that we're able to learn. I know the one that they did at Steelstring a couple of weeks ago, they did some educational stuff with it. I was so sad that I didn't get to make it, but I was making my own beer. That's Hey. <laughs> you had a good excuse. Yeah. Right? So, but yeah, they look like they had a really great time. A Bright Penny last week or two weeks ago that we did, that was a really, really fun like brewing experience. Lance was amazing with explaining every single step in detail. Like, you could probably eat off that brewery floor because they keep that thing like so organized. I've never seen a brew house that was ever organized like that. Everything goes back in place. And I was like, wow. I was like, is there a woman that comes in here and cleans up that <laughs>
1: <laughs> So when you're in the Pink Boot Society, let's say that you're not that far along on the brewing, okay. say a brand new member. They still get to come and Absolutely. Like, help out and yeah. like, learn things mm-hmm. like on And the fly. Uh,
3: we also create spaces for people that are not actually a member yet. Mm-hmm. So you can actually attend some of our th- events to see if you want to become a member before you actually decide if you want to be a member. There is registration for stuff like that. So if a uh, Pete member has someone that's interested, once you go in and you register, register yourself for the event, it asks you if you want to register someone else to be with you. All
1: mm-hmm. right. Yeah. What does that entail and like in case people are hearing this and like i want to be a part uh, so of
3: it so in order to be able to register you have to be a pink boots member it's a 45 five dollar membership fee, but it's a yearly the majority of the time if you are a female interested in being in pink boots your brewery will probably pay for it okay okay yeah so I've, I've only paid one membership fee little brothers pays for my pink boots membership fee and any awesome. female that wants to be in pink boots that works for little brothers
1: we pay will for pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then, so is there a website? How do yeah, where it's they? So
3: a, it's a pinkbootssociety.org. There we go. Yeah. That's so if it. you're
1: listening to this and you want to be in Pink Boots, yeah. All you go do there. Is just, yeah,
3: click on it and you can register to be a member. Or if you want to just like come to one of our things, most Pink Boots uh, chapters have a Instagram or a Facebook page. Okay. So you can just type in Pink Boots on Instagram and then it'll start breaking you down to the different chapters. The different ones. like from national to everything.
2: Do you, they have like national meetups for it too? Like, are there so? A-
3: and when we have our larger conferences, we do have national meetups. So today actually is my first national board membership meeting. So in December, I found out that I had been nominated to move from my chapter leadership to be a national board member. That's awesome! They that had two incredible. positions open and. Then I finally found out that I had won it and they just recently um released that information. Yeah. So today's my first like actual meeting. Hey. Congratulations. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. She got
1: you on the first day. Yeah,
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. So we no, had, that, that's awesome. Yeah, we had an orientation and then so today it's like a meeting meeting. We're going through like financials and everything. We're making decisions on 2024. We have every two years they have a Pink Boots conference, so we're making decisions on where we're going to have that Pink Boots conference, what's going to be going on. I'm pretty sure that our national conference for beer is in Nashville, Tennessee, in May, which I'll be speaking at. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm on a panel, and I'll be speaking about increasing tap room sales with a couple other tap room managers. Will that be open to the public? It is open to the public, but it's like kind of expensive if you're not like actually with the brewery or anything okay. like that you can definitely look it up you can look it up it's through the brewers association okay
2: so maybe you can check press into pass that yeah we're gonna see if we can get a press yeah,
3: that's, pass that's oh that's a thing
0: yeah that's
3: something we, yeah that's a thing that's we're media that we, now that's a freaking <laughs> thing yeah that's, <laughs> that's something we're, we're kind
0: of curious about is like how to get into these conferences to either meet breweries or maybe do one of these while yeah, we're out
3: pretty sure media stuff is a thing the cider conference that i went to me and um, other people want it, but two of the people that want it, want it for media. So they were the ones that were posting everything on like Instagram and they were the ones that went back and wrote an article about everything afterwards or like posting TikToks and reels and stuff like that. So that's a thing. So I would definitely look into that.
2: Talking about increasing people's tap sales, like can you give us a sneak peek into things you would recommend to breweries?
3: Oh, so mainly your merchandise and your to-go beer
2: okay
1: yeah
3: that's that's kind of like one of our big big focuses that we're looking on
1: so just the takeaways that will yeah in turn like make people see that more out in public so yeah and then it. make
3: them want to return like i mean you see people out every day like wearing merch like like yeah. I have on a little brother this is a wise man Chuck yeah you have only your like we weren't we're, were all the time mm-hmm. like and that's the easiest way to like upsell Yep. having cool merch, but also making sure that your display is organized because people get very frustrated when they're looking through things that are not organized.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. have a, you do a great job of that. And the Graham. Yeah, brother. we
3: have all of our stuff. As soon as you walk in, like, <laughs> you see our merch before you even make it to our beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll take that. It's like, let well, me and know, then you Matt, have that, but then I'll have a beer too. Oh,
0: well, and every time I go in there, I get a beer and then I turn around and look at the cooler. And I'm like, what's going to come home with me today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> when we were playing there, That location is different because you also do cocktails there. Yes, we do. And you were doing, like, you were coming up with a bunch of the cocktails, right?
3: Yeah, so we try to, like, rotate through our cocktail menu quite often. So now we just released our spring menu.
2: What's your favorite drink on the spring ones?
3: I am an old-fashioned drinker, so that carries over to, like, all of our menus. We recently and Graham have been stocking higher end bourbons and whiskeys. I think I saw, you got like, uh, what was it? We've had Eagle Rare, Blanton, Sazerac, we've had Wellers, (laughs) we've had like, like if we go to the liquor store that day and they say they have it, we're gonna get it. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: What's the flavor of, like, is it a regular old fashioned this time or is that? Yeah, so
3: we just make a basic regular old fashioned, nothing like super fancied up or anything like that. Cause sometimes like we're, it's only one of us there. And sometimes that tap room gets pretty intense. So we try not to make it too hard on like our employees where they can just like whip up something really fast. But it still is delivering a quality taste.
1: I can tell you my favorite cocktail that you've ever made me was that (laughs) one with that Delta 8. Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) My Delta 8 spritzer. I made that up myself, too. Yeah. You either get the tequila with the pineapple orange or do you do the vodka with the lemon lime. And uh, in the summertime, when it gets a little warmer, we try to put like a mint sprig on that one. Yeah. yeah, I remember it, that it's thing. It's very was... refreshing, but I tell people, drink that in moderation <laughs> yeah. because you're having liquor and you're also having Delta-8 at the same time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's why I just let them drive me. <laughs> yeah, he's just the
3: passenger. <laughs> <from> the <GP.
2: laughs> as far as like beer events that you're going to be attending, like what are you super excited about?
3: CBC right now, because I am speaking and this is my first time speaking at a conference of that size. Like we have a room capacity of 500 people.
2: Dang. <laughs> That's a lot of people.
3: <laughs> yeah, people <a> like <laughs> That's a lot of faces. You
2: just gotta look out and picture them all naked.
3: What? I'm gonna be sweating bullets. No white t shirt because no, like, you my it. arms are gonna be sweating. Everything's just gonna be like,
0: ah, oh, you're gonna. And I know like
3: so many of like my beer industry friends are gonna be sitting there, which is gonna make it even worse because I'm gonna be like, oh my.
0: I think it's going to make it better cuz you, you, so? you have all the you have all these people there that are, that are supporting you. Yeah.
3: But they all have also done so many like panels and stuff like that. They're like professional at this. And they're going to be like watching their little babies. It's like, "Look at doing they're proud, yeah. they're proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. You got to get the experience <laughs> and sometime. Just pick brain. Oh yeah. That but like and we're lucky because we got we lucked up and our uh panel discussion is on the first day. So I don't have to worry about not being hung over for the rest of the week. Like <laughs> I go in on that Monday, get it over with, and Tennessee, you're me, baby.
2: Like. <laughs> Have you ever been to Nashville before? I've
3: Never been to Nashville. You're gonna. And a we're lot of driving, time. so like we're gonna stop in Asheville, Knoxville. Like we're making that like a whole trip on the way there. Yeah. On the way
2: back, hit hey, Gatlinburg. Yeah. Oh, definitely. What has been the craziest thing you've put in a beer so far?
3: The craziest thing.
2: Or like, what is the craziest thing you'd want to put in a beer? Like the craziest flavor you'd want to try to uh, achieve.
3: I don't know. I've never thought of that.
2: What was the
1: one that we had with you, Pink Boots and Little Brother, I think it was, and it was like pink?
3: Yeah. Oh, no, the, no, it was no, Pink Boots no, and Forgotten Roads. That was Pink Boots and Forgotten Rodeals. We did a, a sour IPA with guava. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, that one. That it, was fantastic. It. Okay,
3: well, then you have to check out the one we did this year. So we just released one a few weeks ago. Was and it was, uh It's called Missing Link. It's an American pale ale, and it's like the cleanest, crispest beer ever. Is it uh, also
0: in Little Brother and Graham?
3: Yes.
1: I'll pick some. Would they have? Them yes. uh, would they have it here at the Forgotten Roads here?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we can go check out. Yeah, we haven't checked out that spot yet. Yeah. Where is oh, that? Oh man. One? Yeah. Oh man. When you walk in there, their new spot is like, classy.
2: Where
3: is it? Uh, Church Road.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That, so that is it's like a classy, classy area. area.
3: Yeah. It's so nice in there. <laughs> like, I take me a cigar when I go there. and sit outside and smoke me a cigar. I've thought oh, about getting Oh, and they into also that. have like super good whiskeys there too, like some good stuff like the Elijah Craig and like Janae knows what she's doing when she picks out those bourbons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what advice do you have for women and women of color who wanna get into the brewing world
3: that are weary about coming in? You just have to do it. You, you just have to do it. Just like, the band aid on. Yeah. Just yeah. You just gotta do it. Like forget what everybody else is saying because if that's what you really want to be doing, then do it. Like I quit my job on the whim of uh, you know what, fuck you. I'm gonna go do what I wanna do. And three months after that, like I've like I live every day to the fullest now. I make my own schedule. I take my trips whenever I wanna take my trips. Like, I am the ruler of my beer world now. Like I make my plans, I go and hang out with people on a regular to do beer things and experience everything beer because I decided that I was tired of this corporate entity trying to control everything that I wanted to do. Yeah, I had a shit ton of money, but I couldn't spend it. Yeah, because I was at work all the time. Now I don't mind spending it. I'm having beers with great people. Most of the time, when I go into breweries now, I don't even have to pay for my beer. People are like, "What? You're here? You're at my tap room? You're gonna post this on your Instagram? Here's a beer on me." That's awesome. So. Yeah, that is the experience is like, I would have never met y'all if it wasn't for beer.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing people together. <laughs> you
3: just have to do it. Like, it's going to be scary, of course, in the beginning. And of course, it's not going to go the way that you planned it in the beginning. But eventually, once you get to that level ground and everything starts plateauing, you'll pat yourself on the back.
0: Do you have a plan for where you want to take your brewing life? Do I, you want to open an all-women's brewery? I want
3: a bottle and tap shop. With a small nano brewery, like somewhere in the back.
0: Ooh, just it's, like, serve my out of start. there. Yeah. Small so brewery
3: kind of like Little Oblivion? Yes.
0: He's an awesome guy. We talked with Man, him too.
3: I love that system. Like it's yes. perfect size. Yes. The little tiny guy. Yeah, and it leaves you room to experiment with things. Like when I can control putting those crazy things inside of beers, then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put this inside of here and it's gonna be a tiny batch and everybody's gonna come to drink this one. Thing because they're going to know that it's going to be so freaking great because I made it. And then it'll
1: be gone. Yeah. <laughs> get, get it before be it's gone. gone. Yeah,
3: and, and get it before we- it's gone. What other kind of marketing strategy is that? Like, you have to come to the tap room to get this. Like, yeah. you're not going to find it anywhere else. It's not something you're going to be able to buy at the grocery store.
2: What do you feel about that? Because some people are like, I won't drink anything I can get at like Harris Teeter, you know?
3: Uh, so for purposes of studying for my Cicerone exam that I am taking in August, I did push it back a little bit. Sometimes I have to buy things out the grocery store. Some <laughs> of those beers are like international styles and the Cicerone program uses like a pretty standard syllabus. So I have to go and buy some of those things out of the grocery mm-hmm. store. I prefer to go and support a taproom. Like, yes, I can go and buy it. But, like, how cool is it to go into somebody's brewery and see their hard work and dedication and, like, talk to that brewer or talk to that bartender and, like, hear what they have to say about what they're doing in their day-to-day life or how their brewery's is running? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a supporter. Like, that's how I initially started this thing was supporting other people. And then people realized that I was supporting them. And then people started supporting me.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what uh, we want to do here, pretty much with the tat, with the kegerator. Mm-hmm. It's just like every brewery, we're like, hey, do you sell kegs to just random people? Because mm-hmm. we would love to take one back to, yes. the, to
0: the studio and have it on tap. We've gone and played so many breweries, and now it's like we want to learn more, but also we want to showcase, and people might not know about some of the breweries. Mm-hmm. Like We've definitely found some I've never heard of, and a lot of them have had some really incredible beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we've been to a brewery that I haven't liked their beer yet.
3: Have you guys been to Bright Penny?
0: I've been we to Bright Penny. We just did a
3: Penny. collaboration with them. They have the best deviled eggs ever. Like oh, you can get a man. flight. Oh, let's go now. You can get a flight of deviled eggs. What? Where is this?
0: at? No, we are going. going, going but, yeah. They have oh, good pizza gosh. too.
3: Oh yeah. And when we went for our brew day. They made us like deviled day flights, and I was like, Yeah, yeah.
2: Don't. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> say anything else. Yeah, sold. I'm sold. This band, the deviled they have eggs, a really don't nice, make.
3: miss. Uh, like beer garden as well. So that's awesome. Y'all let me know. We can go on like a Sunday, fun day, like brew tour hey. of like all the places like Mevin, Steel String, hit up uh, a whole river, come back to Little Brothers, hit Forgotten Roads, Little well, so Oblivion. Like that would be awesome. That would be, be fun. fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> so in. You don't
2: have to convince me. I'm so always, I love going to breweries and I love trying new beer. That's awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Words of inspiration.
3: Words of inspiration would be. Do
2: it. Do it. Just do it. Just shy above it.
3: Shy yeah. above it. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> and then if you don't, somebody else will.
0: That's true. that's true. And then your beer that you brewed not too long ago, where can people get it?
3: Uh it will be released by a Casita Brews. Okay. So we'll have it in our tap room in Graham, definitely. Awesome. And then whoever else that wants to get it, maybe we can get you guys some like cases, or maybe if they're gonna keg it, like awesome. Yeah, but it will definitely be in our tap room. Cool, sweet, well, is awesome. yeah, we're, we're gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. Know, we're right? gonna try I'm it like, out. Pump it up! Like, how am I gonna make an Instagram reel for this, baby?
0: That's <laughs> our favorite. That's our favorite I love thing to do. <laughs> so hey, like... if, you, if you need a song for it, you, can use Fool's Journey. <laughs> what
3: perfect. Yeah.
0: We we
1: just ours, we've got it. a
2: bunch of like, we've got a bunch of new. Uh, that's what we're trying to do with the music we're putting out now is pairing it with beers. So like, we did Fool's Journey with Little Brother. We want to do single by single. Our next one's Moonshine. and We're trying to get a Moonshine. You guys need to
3: start collecting those beers and do like a cupcake and beer pairing, a food pairing, or something. Yeah.
2: should We got to. You. I, I still have our first one from Odin. That was Not that 2020. Have it? It's like two years old. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's good still. Look, it's an IPA? <laughs> it yeah, has a, a, a milkshake oh,
3: yeah, IPA. It may be a little oxidized. <laughs> so. I have
0: eight of them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: crazy. Really? Uh, I would like one of those beers for studying purposes. Absolutely. I need, bad beer? Yeah I, need, yeah, I need bad beer. I have uh, to learn uh, six different all flavors that I'll be tested on for my Ciceroan mm. exam.
1: Yeah, then you should so definitely talk yeah. to Oblivion. He, does, he used to run one of those. <laughs> yeah, he used to run the yeah.
3: sensory
0: program yeah. oh, at um, Pony Source. Pony Source.
1: Yeah.
3: I do a lot of my um, all flavor uh, tastings and testings with Rachel. She is the head brewer and owner of Pilot. Which is woman-owned, and she is an advanced cicerone. Where's that at? Charlotte.
2: Yeah, because that's one thing we gotta we gotta learn about is the cicerone stuff.
3: Yes, very hard. Yeah. Very hard. My total study time by the time I take my exam will have been 11 months. Dang. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two portion. So the beginning portion is like written and essays, and then I go back for a second portion of like tasting, and then I have to do a demonstration of how to clean beer tap lines.
2: That's awesome. I want to do that, too. I, mean, I just think it would be cool to have that. Yeah. I, I like having random certifications <laughs> that maybe I won't use, maybe I will, you know.
3: Well, once I finish that, then the scholarship that I had won for the CIDR conference that I went to, it included the certifications for that. So I'll be able okay. to get level one and level two probably A certified as well, too.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Well, we really appreciate you chatting with us, and this one will be coming out Friday. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks, you
3: for having me on. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Bruise Rock. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.
1: And a big thank you to LaShonda Petit for sharing her story with us. She's an inspiration to all of us in the industry.
0: And don't forget to check out LaShonda's collaboration with Casita Brewing Company for increasing visibility for females in the industry. And to keep up with her and everything she's doing, make sure to follow her on Instagram at BlackBeerMom. That is B L K BeerMom.
2: Absolutely. And make sure to join us next week for another exciting episode of Brews Rock. Until next week. <laughs>